Hey guys, it's Max here, back with another edition of the PSS Podcast. Obviously been doing a lot of NBA content recently, as that's been really firing up with the first round of the playoffs. Sixers playing pretty well the last couple of games of lately. Anyway, that's for another podcast today. We are going to be heading back to our roots. We are going to be doing a NFL mock draft. Obviously, the draft coming up in a couple of days. So, what a better way to join the thousands of other online people out there and doing your own mock draft. So, first of all, on the clock is the Arizona Cardinals. Obviously, they did uh, trade up last year to draft Josh Rosen, the quarterback out of UCLA. I really thought that was a great pick. Um, Steve Keim, he's been given one one more chance with another head coach in Cliff Kingsbury. However, towards the end of the season, we have seen a bit of a shift they have taken a bit of away their confidence in Josh Rosen, you would say. They haven't really publicly backed him up. And that is why I think, and really the consensus pick here to the Cardinals, is they are going to take another quarterback. They will be taking Kyler Murray, the quarterback from Oklahoma. Oh, look, I don't really agree with it, but I really think this is how the Cliff Kingsbury area will start in Arizona, getting his guy... There is a lot of talk about the suitors for Josh Rosen. We're looking at teams like Washington um, and potentially some other teams where he could sit behind um, established starters. So they're your teams like the Chargers, potentially the Packers, uh, maybe the Patriots have even been thrown out there. So really interesting to see that considering how Steve Klein traded up last year to go get Josh Rosen, that it's only been a year and they're already thinking about dealing him. Quite bizarre if you ask me. Um, look, in terms of uh, Kyler Murray, he really does have that new age kind of Baker Mayfield S type of skill set. He's small. He can add that um, dynamic ability to run the ball. Really moves well in the pocket and outside of the pocket. There's a question over whether he is big enough um, to play at the NFL level, but really, I think that Kingsbury should be able to scheme his offense in a way that allows Kyler Murray to be successful. Uh, moving on, San Francisco 49ers next on the clock. Look, they really need help all over their board, there, don't they? Um, key couple of key off signings this year with Tevin Coleman coming into the fold, and then you're getting the return of Jimmy Garoppolo and Jarek McKinnon on offense. So probably they would also look to need an. It need to add another pass catcher on the outside, but I really think they can't go past Nick Bosa here, the defensive end out of Ohio State. Really the consensus overall best talent in this draft, I would say. Obviously didn't play the whole year at Ohio State, um, sat out after kind of wanting to just really consolidate his draft stock, I would say, and make sure that he doesn't get injured. And look, you really can't go past him here. Um, got all the tools for a great edge bender in the NFL. He's got the size, he's got the speed, gets to the quarterback really well, and really a smart player, I think. Um, obviously, having his older brother, Joey, in the system definitely has helped him. So, look, 49ers, that means they'll be able to kick uh, Solomon Thomas inside to really let him just play at that traditional three technique. Um, you've also got DeForest Buckner and Rick Armstead there on the edges and that kind of hybrid linebacker. So really, look, I think this would be, this would be the smart pick here for the 49ers. So moving on to the New York Jets, I'll start off with this will probably be one of the teams that would look to trade down. Um, 
particularly if the Cardinals go another way from Kyler Murray. We have been hearing that a bit of buzz lately, uh, particularly with uh, NFL's own Daniel Jeremiah saying that potentially they could go away from Kyler. So if the Cardinals were to not take Kyler Murray, I think that you would see the Jets really look to trade down here at this three spot, probably just for a team to jump over the Raiders to get up to that three spot to take Murray. Um, however, if the if the, if the everything all goes to plan and the Cardinals do take Murray, look, there's a couple of ways here the Jets could go. The buzz name that has really come up over the past uh, week and a half after his excellent pro day is Ed Oliver, the inside technique, the defensive tackle from Houston. Obviously, a bit of a smaller size guy. You're kind of Aaron Donald type. Only only six two. However, uh, I think he potentially him or Quinn and Williams is the pick here. Um, obviously, Greg Williams has worked with uh, sorry, what's his name? Uh, Aaron Donald before. So, um, I think Ed Oliver is the pick. Undersized inside three technique usually. Otherwise, they would look at Quinn and Williams. Um, next on the clock. At, is the first of their three picks, the Oakland Raiders. Obviously, big uh, change in the offseason with Mike Mayock and John Gruden coming back to the fold. Um, look, I really think they need to take best defensive player available here. I mean, they only really had one solidified starter last year, and that was Tahir Whitehead at linebacker. They they were mixing and matching with the 10 other spots. So the best available at the moment for them is Quinn and Williams, again, the other defensive tackle in this, the great defensive tackle prospect in this draft obviously played at Alabama and was really had really high production this year so that's really I see him going Um, potentially they could look at Devin White or Josh Allen Devin White obviously the LSU linebacker and Josh Allen not the quarterback but the edge bender from Kentucky so that's probably where I would say that Quinn and Williams is going to go at four um but potentially the Raiders, if Kyler Murray didn't go, they could be looking at him. Um, I know they had Kyler in for a visit there. Moving on, on to the New York football giants here at pick number six. Now, look, this one is really where it gets a bit strange for me. Last year, they drafted Saquon Barkley, running back out of Penn State. Great player at pick number two. Do you take that player, running backs, we know they have limited peaks in their career, do you take those kind of player when you are rebuilding, when you then the next year trade away your franchise wide receiver in Odell Beckham for a mid to late first round pick to then potentially look at drafting a quarterback this year? Now, I don't think they're going to draft a quarterback, but what is the direction here? Dave Gettleman, I'm sorry, but what are you, what, what are you trying to sell to your fans here? Are you in a win now mode? which is fine if you take Saquon Barkley. But then I don't understand going out and trading your franchise wide receiver in Odell Beckham. Now, obviously, they do have the two first-round picks here, so they could be looking to move up if they are really in love with a quarterback. But for me, I really don't see one here. Um, That's why, for me, I have them taking Josh Allen, uh, the defensive end from Kentucky, Look, I think he is, from here, the best available defensive player on the board. I think they really need help there. Obviously, losing JPP um, 
potentially they they also need help uh, opposite Janoris Jenkins there. They do have Sam Beal, the supplementary draft player they got last year. However, I'm not sure you'd be 100% relying on that type of player to start day one. Um, they also do need more help along the line. But I think Josh Allen here, this is his... Um, this is his uh, floor, so to speak. This this will be the lowest he gets. Uh, on to pick seven. Now, pick seven is Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, and pick eight is Detroit Lions. These two teams, I really had them kind of... Couldn't really nail down a pick for these two teams. So I just kind of had two players that I thought were going to go back-to-back. Uh, whether different order, who knows. Those two players are Jawan Taylor, the tackle out of Florida... And uh, TJ Hawkinson, the first of the uh, Iowa tight ends. Obviously, with Juwan Taylor, uh, sorry, Jacksonville and Detroit both need help along their offensive lines. Um, Jacksonville, look, um, the more they shore up their run game, obviously getting in Nick Foles there, very much a win-now team. So I think Juwan Taylor, he can slot in there day one and be a real good contributor. And then if you look at, look at in the same kind of echo of that uh, TJ Hawkinson uh, probably the all round best tight end here no offense more your athletic receiving type and Irv Smith is a bit more of your um, muscle guy but I think uh, TJ Hawkinson could add another dimension to Jacksonville obviously another pass catcher there for Nick Foles Um, for Detroit look I think Matt Patricia bit of a rough year last year um his offense, he's got some pretty good wide receivers there in Marvin Jones and Kenny Golladay. Um, we know they had that failed draft pick a couple of years ago with Eric Ebron, and, and now look how he's really turned his career around in, in, in Indianapolis. So could they get back on the board here with TJ Hawkinson? I'm not really sure. I, if I was to bet or place a wager, I'd probably say that Hawkinson goes first here at seven, and then that leaves Jawan Taylor at eight. The Buffalo Bills are on the clock at pick nine here in the draft. And I think they're going to take Jonah Williams, the tackle or guard from Alabama. Um, Bills GM Brandon Bean really looking to try to develop a, a playoff team here. Obviously, just one player at a time. Um, Jonah Williams played really well at Alabama last year. Um, bit of a stat I saw the other day, according to Pro Football Focus, he played... 2,748 snaps in his three seasons at the Crimson Tide, and in 2018 allowed zero sacks, two hits, and just 10 QB hurries. Um, I think he's going to be the second offensive lineman taken off the board here. I really think he could be probably the best offensive um, line prospect in this draft just because of the way he can switch between positions. We saw him play both at right tackle and left tackle for the Crimson Tide, but many think that he could kick inside to play guard at the pro level, potentially even to play centre if they need to. So that could be, you could be looking at an upgrade to Spencer Log at right guard or even Ty Nishki at, at right tackle. So Jonah Williams to the Bills at pick nine. Uh, pick 10, Denver Broncos. Look, I think that Getting a new head coach in Vic Fangio, they're probably going to look to continue to add to that defense. That's why I've got them taking Devin Bush, the linebacker from Michigan. Um, really look could could solidify that defense with Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. Just another 
great production player that you saw at Michigan, sideline to sideline type operator, and really kind of that that new age linebacker. Um, I would also point out that Denver has been rumored to be one of those teams looking for a quarterback. They still get connected to Drew Locke. Um, oh, I think that when it comes down to it, Vic Fangio could see a bit of Roquan Smith in, in Devin Bush, and that's why I think he'd push hard to get another defensive talent, especially with the loss of Brandon Marshall. Moving on to the Bengals at pick 11. Um, I have them taking Andre Dillard, the tackle from from Washington State. Look, another one here. I think there could be potentially a bit of a run on offensive linemen, obviously with Jawan Taylor and Jonah Williams going slightly above him. I think that Cincinnati just needs to continue their offensive line, um, with especially with the loss of Cordy Glenn last year. I... For me, they just need best player available, really. They do have a great running back in Joe Mixon. Still got AJ Green on the outside, and Tyler Boyd really kind of progressed as a slot threat throughout the year. New head coach in Zach Taylor, so there is the potential that he could look to add a quarterback. Uh, I, I would say no at this stage, and that's why I've got them taking Andre Dillard. Potentially, they could also look to add depth on the defensive side of the ball at linebacker so or an, another edge rusher so another guy another name that I've been hearing is Rashan Gary uh, moving on to the Packers at pick number 12 oh look once again another team that has been rumored to be in the quarterback market looking to kind of get that guy in place behind Aaron Rodgers I really can't see that happening I think they're going to take uh, Noah Fant the second Iowa tight end after TJ Hawkinson. Um, they still need to upgrade their line, but I th- think that there has been a lot of buzz connecting them to both the Iowa tight ends, and this is where I can see Fant going. Athletic pass catcher, another weapon for Aaron Rodgers. Um, they can play him next to Jimmy Graham because Jimmy Graham's, oh, not wouldn't say an upgrade, but he's a bit better blocking. Um, so yeah, that's for me, Noah Fant, uh, to the Green Bay Packers at pick number 12, uh, pick 13, Miami Dolphins, um, look, just quietly, this is my team to watch this year, Miami Dolphins, they are in a bit of a rebuild, but I really like the way they've got rid of some bad contracts, bought on really cheap guys, and I think they do have a couple of key players, particularly on defense, uh, Xavier Howard's an excellent cornerback. Um, anyway, back to the draft, sorry. Uh, Miami Dolphins, look, they, they, they do need to address the quarterback position. I don't think they're going to do that this year. I think they'll look till next year when you're going to get guys like Jake from to a tag of Iloa in the draft um, or potentially even the year after with Trevor Lawrence. But they also need help on both lines. Um, I have them taking Rashawn Gary, the edge guy from Michigan, Look, great size, talent, speed, athleticism, all that you want in a edge player, but just didn't really get the um, production or the stats that you'd like to see from a from a true kind of top 10 edge player looking to make it to the pros. Um, 
I really like the way he could potentially uh, kick inside on third downs to rush the passer from the from the interior line. Um, but look, they're getting great value here. The Dolphins, particularly such a highly rate, highly touted player, um, to to fall this far and to address a serious need. I think that's a great pick. So Rashawn Gary, edge to the Dolphins at thirteen. Fourteen, uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Um, they recently just uh, picked up the franchise tag, or sorry, Grady Jarrett just signed his franchise tag, um, get, keeping him on the Atlanta Falcons team for the 2019 season. I think they're going to continue to address that defensive line, particularly if Vic, v- Vic Beasley looks to move uh, team next year. So I have them taking Montez Sweat, the edge player from Texas A&M. He, after the combine... Um, a lot of hype about him going top five. That kind of cooled when teams found out he had a bit of a heart condition. Um, oh, I don't. I don't think you can really go past his athletic ability. You I mean he's got all the size and the speed that you'd really want. Super quick, super athletic. Did have a couple. Did get kicked off the Michigan State team, so there will be some questions around that. However, uh, oh, look, you really can't go past the talent here. So that's why I have Atlanta taking Montez Sweat at pick 14. Pick 15, this is where it starts to get really interesting for me because this is where I have the first, sorry, the second quarterback going. Um, I have uh, Ohio State's quarterback, uh, Dwayne Haskins, to the Washington Redskins here at 15. Obviously had that really bad injury to Alex Smith last year. He's probably not... And then he had those complications with his knee and his leg, so really ugly injury. Um, I think they'll draft a quarterback here. You could really go either way, really, between the three. Um, I mean, Haskins, obviously, is more of that traditional pocket passer. Um, great size and, and can really push the ball down the field. Then you've got Drew Locke and Daniel Jones are probably the other two that are in first-round consideration. But I think for me, um, Dwayne Haskins will be the pick here. I think just really smart play. You saw at that last year at Ohio State what he was able to do. Uh, Pick 16, uh, Carolina Panthers. I know fellow podcaster Jared Lenahan has been hotly anticipating this pick. I think he was really hoping for Montez Sweat to fall to 16. I think I might have uh, been a bit cheeky and and deliberately not (laughs) let him go there. But I do have them taking someone of a similar position, um, and that is Brian Burns from Florida State. Uh, They need help along the line. They do need also help along their offensive line. Um, But, I mean, Brian Burns, another kind of edge bender type player. They really are. They do come around this time of year where all these kind of edge players do come up in the in the in the rankings and, and you do see them get drafted higher than they probably are just because they're such a dynamic um, position and they do have such an impact on the game. So Panthers, that is who I have the Carolina Panthers taking at pick 16. Moving on to the New York Football Giants' second pick in the draft this year. Oh, look, they a lot of buzz that this is where they'll take Daniel Jones. I really think that they'd be silly. If you like a quarterback and you are willing to tie your job security 
to that quarterback for the foreseeable future. You don't stuff her up, stuff up, and you don't wait around to your second pick. You take him with your first pick. So if the Giants were to take a quarterback, I would hope and and like to think that they would take it with their first pick. However, they could try and get cute here and hope that their guy, either that's Drew Locke or Daniel Jones, falls to them at 17. That is not the case for me. I have them taking uh, Christian Wilkins from the defensive tackle from Clemson. Uh, Look, played on that stacked defensive line down there in Clemson. Um, I know this isn't a massive need for the Giants, but, but really I think this is just get the best available guys here on defense for them. Um, and and I think he could impact the game right away. Uh, pick 18, Minnesota Vikings. I really This was the team that needs the most help at a single position in the whole of the NFL, and that is on their offensive line. Um, I just went with base, who is the best available offensive line product from here. And I, I assess that to be Cody Ford from Oklahoma. Can play tackle and guard. Um, and I think he would he would slot straight in and start there day one for the Vikings. Uh, pick 19, Tennessee tit- Titans. I have them taking the defensive end from Clemson, Cleland Ferrell. Mike Vrabel, defensive coach there in Tennessee. They lost Brian Rackpo and Derek Morgan last year, so let's give them another defensive kind of front seven player. I think this will really work. He'll fit nicely next to Jarrell Casey, Ben the Edge, Cleland Farrell, defensive end Clemson going to Tennessee at 19. Moving on, Pittsburgh Steelers. This is where it gets interesting, and I know I had a bit of a already a bit of a heated discussion with a, a fellow NFL follower. Um, I have Rock Yasin, cornerback from Temple, as my first corner off the board this year. Look, I really liked what he did at the Combine. He's long, he's rangy, only played the one year as a starter in the, uh, Division One college after transferring from Division One a um, I don't really like Greedy Williams from LSU, not really a f- super big fan of him, and DeAndre Baker apparently has been not very good in team interviews. There are other guys like Washington's Byron Murphy and Vanderbilt's Joan Williams, um, who do kind of spike my interest a bit, being a bit longer and a, and a bit athletic. Obviously, I do love uh, Washington Corner, aka Sydney Jones, get well. Um, so yes, Pittsburgh Steelers need another cornerback to play op- opposite Joe Hayden and just to help with Artie Burns and and uh, Artie Burns because he isn't very good. So Pittsburgh Steelers pick 20. They are taking Rock Yasin. Uh, on to the Seattle Seahawks at pick 21. Um, look, they obviously they just traded Frank Clark today. And that is kind of the area that I did go. I did give them Dexter Lawrence, the final Clemson defensive line player, to the Seahawks at at uh, at pick twenty one. So Dexter Lawrence to the Seahawks at pick twenty one. Moving on to the Ravens, they need help um, on the outside and wide receiver after losing Willie Sneed and Smokey Brown. They also do need help at linebacker here. Um, I went with my gut and said that they're just going to continue to surround 
um, Lamar Jackson with weapons. That's why I have them taking the combined star and standout DK Metcalf. Bit of a um, prodigy, I would say. Bit of a media love here. Not really sure that he is loved in NFL circles. That's why I think he could slide all the way down to pick 22. Um, look, great size, um, ability to catch. Didn't really have... Only had one year of production at Ole Miss after being considerably injured. There is questions over his acceleration and his ability to transfer his um, talents to an NFL offense. But I think this is where the fall uh, finishes. So Ravens are taking wide receiver DK Metcalf at pick 22. Pick 23, Houston Texans. Once again, um, like the Vikings, I think they have um, one of the worst offensive lines in the in the in the competition so I just went ahead and gave them Garrett Bradbury the center or guard from NC State just he was the next best available um, offensive line t- um, talent so I think he could slot in nicely there either at center and guard moving on to the Raiders at pick 24 this was an interesting one for me I think that there is potential for this player if the Raiders really do like him that he could go at pick four if they are that in love with him, and that is the running back, arguably the best running back prospect in this year's draft, Josh Jacobs out of Alabama. He's really that new three-down type of back that um, everyone's looking for, the Le'Veon Bell, the Saquon Barkley types, can run between the tackles, cast, um, pa- catch passes out of the backfield, so really he could go anywhere, but I think he'll go to the Raiders at pick 24. Pick 25, my Eagles... I have a feeling that they could look to move Nelson Aguilar during the draft after just considerably uh, massive cap hit, about $9.5 million, I think, so probably not getting the production for value there. That's why I have them taking Marquise Brown, um, wide receiver from Oklahoma, Hollywood Brown, as they as they call him. Look, just another type of Aguilar, Deshaun Jackson clone, one of those slot guys, um, and I think Harry Roseman can't look past this talent. Uh, pick 26, the Colts. This was a bit of an interesting one for me here because this guy that I have mocked um, them arguably is a top 10 talent. Um, however, probably going to have a red shirt here and also some question marks for him off the field. That's Jeffrey Simmons, um, the defensive end, or sorry, defensive tackle from Mississippi State. Um, whether GM Chris Ballard like Simmons and is willing to take on that kind of off-field stuff. Everything that I've heard is that he's a really good kid. Um, but, yeah, I think Chris Ballard can't go past the the potential here, and that's why I have them taking Jeffrey Simmons. Raiders at 27, their third and final pick. Look, I, I think they're going to have to take a quarterback here, move on from Derek Carr and his $25 million contract. I have them taking Drew Locke. From the Senior Bowl, all the coaches have talked about how this player, he is a really good player, really smart, really intelligent, throws the ball well. So Drew Locke to the Raiders at 27 to go alongside, to go in with their probable second, potentially first-round draft pick they're going to get from Derek Carr. Uh, at 28, Chargers, probably one of the most complete rosters in the NFL. Um, when you look across the board, they've got talent everywhere. I just think they go best available here. And for me, that was the safety, Jonathan Abram. They did lose Eric Weddle, so it could potentially slide in and start there from day one. But if not, uh, he can sit and uh, have an impact down the line. 
pick 29. This was the Chiefs pick, but it is now, of course, going to the um, Seattle Seahawks for the Frank Clark trade. I did have the Chiefs taking a cornerback, and I do think that there is potential that um, the Seattle Seahawks could stay uh, in that kind of defensive back area. So I have them taking Greedy Williams. Look, he did stand out at LSU, and I think the talent will will let him allow him to be still be picked in the first round. A few question marks over his kind of character, but I think the talent here at pick 29 is, is too good value. Pick 30, the Packers again. This was the Marcus Davenport Saints pick that they traded from last year. The Packers, I think they'll just look to continue to add along that offensive line and, and add uh, offensive talent. Um, and I have them taking the Boston College guard center, Chris Lindstrom, uh, and then these last two picks are a bit of a swing in the swing, uh, swing for the fences, really. Uh, Rams they lost John Sullivan and Roger Saffold to free agency. Potentially, they could get John Sullivan back in the mix uh, as the season gets closer to the start. However, I have them taking Caleb McGarry. Potentially, a bit of a reach here, but Rams are really in that win now mode, so they really need a bit more help on that offensive line. Finally. Patriots pick 32. Now, interestingly, we did see last year that the Eagles traded out of this um, pick with the Ravens to get for the Ravens to get back into the first round and take Lamar Jackson. The reason everybody does that is because first round picks, you have the fifth year option. So you have another added year of um, uh, cap control, I guess. So Knowing Bill, he could potentially trade back, allow someone to get back into the first round to get their fifth-year option on potentially another quarterback, um, potentially Daniel Jones, who I don't have mocked. Um, For the Patriots, though, um, I just gave them best available. They do need another edge rusher after losing Trey Flowers, so they could look um, there. They also need a tight end, so Irv Smith could be in the mix here. They do need another potential um, wide receiver. Um, so AJ Brown and Nikhil Harry from Arizona State could be in the mix here. Um, I've gone ahead and given them DeAndre Baker. I know his character has been questioned, but I think the locker room and the way Bill um, runs the show up there that, that he could fit in nicely. I mean, the tape says it all. He, he's a really phenomenal player, could play opposite um, Stephon Gilmore, Gilmore there, and it was interesting to know that... Um, a couple of weeks ago, Bill Belichick did um, talk about how there are going to have to be bigger corners to cover all these new big uh, big receivers that are coming into the mix. So that's it. That's that's the 32-pick mock draft for me. Uh, I mean, look, really, I'm probably not going to get many of these picks here. The, the one, just a few added notes. Um, some teams looking to trade out. Uh, I'll trade down. I would say the Jets at three would be looking to trade down. Detroit at eight will be looking to trade down, um, and potentially, or oh, yeah, that's about the two that I would say the teams that I would be looking at moving up. Are, first of all, Atlanta. I think they really want to get into that top ten to get themselves a um, pretty premier player. Um, and then you're looking at the teams that potentially could be drafting for a quarterback. So that's teams like Washington. Um, the Raiders could look to to package those two late round picks to get with their fourth overall pick to obviously jump someone to get right up high to get a quarterback if they do love someone. Um, and so other teams like uh, potentially the Patriots and Packers and Chargers 
Washington's the real big one for me. I think they will get they will try and trade up um, to get into that kind of top end of the first round to to take a quarterback. Whether or not they do that on draft day or something something presents themselves is another question. Um, that's about it, really. Uh, look, I hope everyone has a great NFL draft day. I'm really looking forward to it. I think last year it came a bit of a curveball that we saw Baker Mayfield going one. I think this year we're just going to see some some boring. Uh, first two picks are pretty much set in stone for me. Kyler Murray at one and Nick Bosa at two. So the, the real draft starts at three. Whether the Jets uh, take Ed Oliver, Quinn and Williams, or they trade down, and whether or not there's teams coming up to get their quarterback. Um, I know it's been a bit... I was a bit shaky today, but <laughs> doing it on yourself isn't isn't always the easiest thing. Um, in terms of more content coming out, we do have the first round of the NBA playoffs just finishing, so could look to get the gang back together to preview round two. Obviously, Sixers are going to sweep the Raptors. Um, sorry, Jared. Um, apart from that, look... Uh, might do a little draft uh, recap show, so stay tuned. Once again, thanks for listening, and go Birds.